the Banowitz Podcast. Welcome back to the Banowitz Marketing Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have two guests here. So this is Dr. Oris and Dr. Tanner with Family Foot Care Clinic. Thank you for joining us. Thanks Thank so much for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. This is very nice to have you guys on. So, um, so yeah, so they, uh, so Family Foot Care Clinic is a local um, business, and you guys just bought this almost a year ago, correct? That's correct. It was just about a year ago that we bought it, August first. Okay. Yeah. So it's not quite a year. Perfect. And you guys worked at you worked at the practice prior prior to that, right? Yeah, I've I've been at the practice since 2007, and uh, I know Dr. Tanner's been here since quite 1998. A bit mm. So, pretty long. It's getting close to 21 years, actually. Great, yeah. awesome. Uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about your family. So, Dr. Tanner, do you want to go first? Sure. I have uh, a wife and two kids. Uh, my youngest one is 10 years old. And in just getting done with fourth grade, my older one is a daughter, and she is 14 years old and just getting done with eighth grade. So she'll be going to high school next year. Mm. It's a big deal for us. Big transition. I have an eighth grader going to high school next year, too. It's, it's a big deal, huh? It's, and that's it's your oldest, right? Deal. Yes. Yeah, my oldest will biological. It's sad. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Time goes by so Kinda fast. scary. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Horace has got... He's got me beat as far as the number of children. So how many children do you have, Dr. Orris? So uh, married to Lisa, and okay. uh, we have four kids. Awesome. Uh, my oldest is actually finishing his freshman year at Linmar. Great. And then I have a uh, another son who's 13, and then we have twin girls who are 10. Oh, my goodness. And they're finishing fourth grade, so we're almost out of elementary school. You are. All phases so, of life. It's amazing. We have kids the same age because my biological children, um, the oldest is is well going into his freshman year, and then my okay. youngest is fish, finishing up fourth grade. Perfect. Yeah. So very nice. So what made you guys become doctors? I didn't warn you about that one either, though. I just came up with that one. I bet no, you did. It's a good question. I know. <laughs> um, well, for me, I actually my undergraduate degree was in sports medicine. Okay. Uh, oh. Athletic training specifically. So. Perfect. Uh, dealing a lot with injuries, athletes. I was an athlete in high school, so it seemed like a really good fit for me. What sports did you play? Uh, I played football and okay. track. Okay. Um, in track, I just did the shot put and discus because I'm not fast. So <laughs> that, that was a perfect fit there. Uh, but I was interested in science and biology, and my mom was a nurse, so kind of mm. was always around medicine th that way. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so sports medicine was perfect. So I went and did that. And uh, as I got closer to graduating, you know, looking at jobs, a lot at that time, a lot of the athletic training jobs were in high schools. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't really want to be a teacher. And so the it was part-time work. And so that was, uh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And kind of got more interested in maybe going further and, you know, more education and learned about podiatry and um decided hey i'm gonna go for it i can i can do a lot of different things and you know even get into doing surgery and so it just was a really exciting thing and you know so it worked out yeah and i'm i've just grew up in rochester minnesota where the mayo clinic is mm -hmm. my mother was a nurse like 
tons of people I knew, of course, were in medicine. So as far as I know, as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a doctor. I didn't know what kind until I got into college. I thought at first primary care, but as I looked into things, I just kind of figured out that, you know, podiatry would be where I would like to do it because I like to be a little bit of a specialist, but I also like to always see my patients and be able to talk to them and things like mm -hmm. that. And if you're working on their feet, they could still talk to you and be friendly and kind of have uh, fun conversations a lot of times in between educating them about their feet and hopefully helping them out and getting better. That's yeah, that sounds like a perfect fit. Cool yeah. interaction there. Yeah, was yeah really important interaction to be able to do there. Yeah, I really patients. like that. I mean, there's a lot of other specialists which are great too, but I would work in at the Mayo Clinic in the summers during college and I was in a special hematology lab and the pathologists have a really great important job. But they spent a lot of their time looking at microscopes and things like that. And that just wasn't for me. I was more of a people person. Yes, a people person. I wanted to be around the patients a lot more if I could. How did you end up in Cedar Rapids then? This is my wife's hometown. My wife, Shannon, grew up here oh. and went to co college and okay. has always lived here pretty much. So when it was time to find a place to settle down, I figured it was a nice place to go and mm -hmm. we really like it here so we're pretty happy with Cedar Rapids. Awesome. Good and what a great thing to do because you had pre-knowledge even before you moved here so you had a concept of what Cedar Rapids and the community was like. I really did. Obviously coming to visit here a lot and, and being her hometown I really knew quite a bit about Cedar Rapids before mm -hmm. I came here and moved here and and it's, it's not a lot different than Rochester. It's just a little bit bigger, mm -hmm. but it's another Midwest town with a lot of friendly people, mm -hmm. and it's been a good fit for raising a family. So and I have to just in, in interject here that I just haven't visited with the two of you very long. By the way, I'm June Schmidt, and I'm the client specialist here for Banowitz Marketing. And knowing Cedar Rapids, because I too, like your wife Shannon, grew up here, although I went away to college and whatnot and moved away. But just the fact that you have indica indicated to us that you are people pe and very much interested in the personal care of the client, one of the things that I can say pretty universally about Cedar Rapids is that that's really important here. As you indicated, doctor, that there are people that would be very okay with not having that personal connection or that personal interest, but it seems to me that that's something that both of you generate, and I'm sure that your patients really appreciate that. So thank you. Well, thank and you. as, I mean, we were, because I went to your practice, um, Family Foot Care Clinic, when it, was it called Family Foot Care Clinic? Well, it was Family ago? Foot Care Center okay. eight years ago, Okay. and then it got bought out about six years ago by Podiatry Associates, and then we bought it and now it's named Family Foot Care Clinic, which is very similar. Okay. But uh, um, but we different. were thinking that you were probably my doctor when I had I had stepped on one of my child's Matchbox airplanes with the little metal wings. Yeah. And then I was also a photographer at the time, and the weight of carrying my equipment. Um, you treated me for plantar fasciitis. 
And and it sounds yeah. like it went well. It did go well. well it took good. only one quarter zone shot, and man, I felt so much better. Well, that's good. I'm glad. With four kids, you gotta be yeah, on your feet. You... We don't want to have you taking a long time to get better. If we could find a way to get yeah. you better quickly, yes. I'm glad it's but when we were thinking of who to invite on the podcast, because um, we want to invite local business people, um, we were that was one place we stopped because yeah, I did have a I did have a great experience. So oh great, I'm glad to hear that. So Dr. Tanner, we've heard a little bit about why you decided that particular area of medicine was your passion. Dr. Orris, why did you determine that podiatry was going to be your life? Well, I, I, I knew I wanted to do something in medicine and, you know, the, the sports medicine was very interesting. Sure. Uh, but then you kind of see, okay, there's a, there's a home volleyball game Tuesday night. Well, I, I probably need to be there. Uh, there's a basketball game Thursday night. Well, I, I need to be there and the football team's going down somewhere an hour away. Well, I, you know, it's football. I got to go with them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a lot of you know, really a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can, that can be a little difficult. Uh, but dealing with athletes, you know, lots of sprained ankles, foot injuries, you know, all different sorts of things kind of makes you realize just how important uh, foot is. And uh, so for me, it was just a natural extension of, okay, I've, I've been dealing with this already. I just want to really learn as much as I can and just be as good, much of an expert as I can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then have, you know, more kind of control over, you know, what I do and when I do it and that sort of thing. And then just, you know, the variety of patients that we have, we have young ones, we have all ages, you know, elderly folks and everybody's, you know, like Dr. Tanner said, just great conversation. And there's always, you can always find something that you can laugh about or, you know, just, you learn things every day. People to this day, I still know, oh, I didn't know that, you know, just, you know, just was chatting. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it's really great that way. So I hear you saying, you know, one of the things that you just talked about, the fact is that you're a lifelong learner. Yeah. You want to continue to learn and how you welcome that. And that's so incredibly crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And also the, I would imagine for both of you, because you're able to have that patient relationship, pain is not any fun. And the things that the two of you can do to alleviate that pain and get beyond that have to be huge. So I would like to hear from each one of you a little bit about one of those instances. And if I were a prospective patient, what would you want me to know about your practice? Yeah. What would you want me to know about your practice? Dr. Tanner, what would you like me to know? Well, one of the biggest things that I'd like everyone to know is that we would treat everyone basically like family. That's why it's called the family foot care clinic. Mm -hmm. Every single person's important. We want to treat everyone with respect, not as a number or as a, you know, a person in a coming to a very large institution, very large institutions are very important, but it's also kind of nice to be able to park right next to the building, come right in, especially when your foot's sore, Mm -hmm. get treatment for whatever medical condition you have with your foot in a nice friendly environment without having to, uh, you know, walk through hallways for five minutes to get to your spot. I had not even thought of that, but especially in icy weather, that's a wonderful plus. It is ice. Yeah. And if your foot hurts, it's nice <laughs> that to too. <laughs> be able to just walk a short distance before hopefully getting some kind of treatment to, sure. to help with the pain and to find out what's going on. We got x-ray 
uh, equipment right there at mm-hmm. the office. So you don't have to go somewhere else to find out what's going on as far as that goes and then be called later on. We can just uh, get the x-rays, take a look at them right there when you're there and use those to evaluate what's going on. If you don't know if you got a broken toe or a you know a broken heel or something like that, mm-hmm. you know we'll be able to figure that out generally pretty quick. Obviously do whatever treatment's necessary to try to help you out so you heal up, whether it's a broken bone or whether it's a sprain or a inflamed ligament like plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendonitis with a mm-hmm. tendon or something, and uh, hopefully get you going and on your feet uh, without it being an unpleasant experience. Try to you know what I really like possible. hearing from about, uh, from you, Dr. Tanner, is the fact that as your patient and Dr. Orris, that I would know pretty quickly what's going on. And uh, as we know, that it's the waiting or the unknown that oftentimes is more unpleasant than the actual diagnosis. So that's good to hear that I would know and then move forward. Yeah, a lot of times if you're having pain, you want to know whether you're walking around on a broken bone mm-hmm. or a sprain. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And the treatments you know, can be different too. And to know that you're on your way to recovery rather than possibly walking around on something that you're making worse by continuing to be on it sure. can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Good. So you have a long history of being doctors, but now you're business owners. Do you have, speaking of pain... <laughs> Do you have any pain points that, um, in, in terms of, okay, when the reason I bring this up is Banowitz marketing is I started it back in January of 2018. And I will tell you that running a business is very hard work, which is one reason I want to network with other business owners because you, because you have to lean on each other and, you know, and people go through different experiences and stuff. So, um, so yeah, do you guys have any questions in terms of marketing or that have been pain points with that or business leadership or anything like that? Because June is our resident business leadership. Happy to help. Yeah. We would like any advice that we could get. Obviously, social media questions, you know, how can social media help us? Mm-hmm. We are been doctors for a long time. We know a lot about feet, how to take care of feet, and how to get them better. But we've only been business owners for you know, less than a year. Yeah. So that part of it, we really could use that, you know, a good education on. That's a great question. Social media could do for us and any, you know, business leaderships too, mm-hmm. information too. No, that makes sense. So do you know, I, um, cause my dad is a business owner in the area too. And I remember we had this conversation about seven years ago and a lot has changed in seven years. So seven years ago, when I mentioned that he should be doing Facebook, he was already doing radio TV print. And I said, you need to do Facebook. And he didn't agree with me. Now he does, but he didn't agree with me then. Um, um, so sometimes when I get into a conversation about that, do you know the value already? Cause I could, do you know the value already of why you would use social media in I, terms of that's where people's eyeballs are at? I, I think we do because okay. of just, you know, our own experiences. You know, I was chatting with my wife about doing this podcast mm-hmm. and, and she said, yeah, I, you know, I do all my research online or, or I've mentioned to her that a lot of our new patients that are coming in, we asked them, how did you hear about our clinic? And probably at least two thirds of them are putting down internet or online or Google. Mm-hmm. And so that's very clear just from that, that, you know, the online and Facebook and, and the social media avenues are extremely important. So I think we instinctively knew that really from day one. 
Yeah, okay. we definitely it's, know. It's just kind of knowing how to what's know. the best. What's the best yeah. way and how right. to do we don't it. Know yeah. How to do it. Yeah. Most and I think even I think even beyond that, you know, not only your wife is going to be able to tell you that, but your kids are going to begin to oh, yeah. start telling you that, Dad, that's where you're going to yeah. find. That's where they're going to find you. Our employees, yeah. our employees, our yeah, employees right? are a little bit younger than us. There's there's some different age ranges, but we have a few that are younger. Mm-hmm. And they laugh at the phone book. <laughs> I'm so, sure. Yes. Because we actually yeah. will look at the phone book yeah. once in a while for something and they just, you know, they find it funny. Like, yeah. Why are you, why are you, why are you looking it? at the phone book? Yeah. And I said, well, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but yeah, yeah, they just don't have that as the first thought that, oh, I'm going to check the phone book when I need to get a plumber yeah. or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, well, and granted your older patients, that's still a lot of the yes, way that they're going yes. to find you. But as our clientele gets younger, they are looking for other methodologies in which to find you. Well, and June brings up a good point too, because as we talk about more like newer media, um, especially with people who their target audience is still using the phone book. You don't want to cut out, you don't want to cut out yellow book um, ads. I probably want to do yellow book ads because my target demographic is a younger demographic, but, um, but yeah, we'd have to do both. You would need to do both. It's not a matter of one or the other. Okay. So, um, I'll tell you, um, some really cool things about social media. So think of like a billboard. We're right off of First Avenue because we're here at the Bandwitz Marketing Offices. So right, we're right off of First Avenue. And you, normally you'd buy a billboard if you were like doing your marketing really well. Like 20 years ago, you'd buy a billboard. Um, and so you would be paying for all of the eyeballs driving back and forth down First Avenue or at least in one direction, depending on the billboard. Um, and so you are the, the company that's charging you for the billboard is charging you for every single eyeball so that's why it's expensive is because you're paying for every single eyeball but not every single person driving down first avenue is your target audience like they might not have that most of them probably don't have problems with their feet or anything like that right so you're paying for a lot of missed opportunities so that's what makes it more expensive um so the the one of the neat things about social media um in terms of both um so with like the difference between Facebook ads and then Google AdWords, both of them can be targeted. So let's talk about Facebook ads, which I'm when I say Facebook ads, I also mean Instagram ads too, because Facebook owns Instagram. And so a lot of younger people are on Instagram and a lot of older people are on Facebook. But when you start an ad, it goes to both platforms as long as you have an Instagram account too. So when I say Facebook ads, I mean Facebook and Instagram. So with a Facebook ad, you actually can choose exactly who it is that you're going to target. So instead of spending, I don't know what the price point is for a billboard on First Avenue, but let's say it was $1,000 for three days. Uh, That's not, it'd probably be $1,000 for a month. Okay, let's say $1,000 for a month and all the eyeballs on that, okay? Um, Versus you could spend probably just like $300 and get the same amount. Uh, a similar amount of views, but it's just those targeted views, not the same amount general, but like, so instead of reaching everybody in Cedar Rapids, you could target it down to maybe athletes, um, uh, people who have, uh, well, athletes would be one. Who is your target demographic? Who is your target demographic? Well, most people have foot problems at some point in their life. Okay. Um, older people, 
usually have more foot problems okay. and other health problems than younger okay. people, unfortunately for them. But uh, so, so you could target by an age. It, so you it could, could be it, by age, done, and then done by age. There are referral from doctors too. So I would probably target people who have careers in the this is true medical. And a lot of times, the patient's mother, if it's a child, okay. So uh, like a mom would be a good target mm -hmm. because they would take their children in plus themselves. And sometimes they'd make their husbands go in too. And they may also be the transportation for their parents because mm, some sure. of them don't drive. And some okay. And do. so this is a good point so. too, because you could actually, tar so on a billboard on First Avenue, you have one message that you're putting out to everybody. If you're targeting on Facebook and Instagram, um, you actually can have one message go out to the parents or the drivers and a different message targeting the people who are actually injured. And so you would spend, let's say you're going to spend $300, you might put $100 towards each of three demographics and spread it out. And oh, spread yeah. it out. That so that's what's really neat about social media as far as targeting. Now, the difference between Facebook and then Google AdWords is with Google AdWords, um, that's more expensive on a per click, a per view, because whereas Facebook, people are on Facebook, on social media, like looking at, par at pictures of the friend's kids and their grandkids and such, right? So they're not, it's um, more of a passive form of marketing that you are trying to get their attention while they're doing something else. But with AdWords, they're searching for help. And so it costs a little bit more per click, depending on which keywords you're at. But whereas um, with like Facebook, it's like more like a billboard going out to them. Um, with, ad with AdWords, it's more like the phone book and so it's like getting like a an ad it's inside more active it. and it's like pulling them yeah. to you so that's the difference between those two and then the other thing about why it's important to do social media um in terms of just like organic social media where you're not paying for it you're just talking about um the clinic and then like your cu customers and your patients and things like that but not in a i mean your doctors so you can't like say, oh, talk about our Betty Sue was, yeah, but just in general, like so that it resonates with them. Um, think of it like the mall, like we're right next to Linnea Mall. The mall 20 years ago, 30 years ago was like the hangout place. And so they would be talking like, oh, my foot hurts, you know, da, 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 while they're in the mall, like hanging out with their friends, because that was the place you would go to like network and socialize with with people um and people don't do that anymore the way they do it is now on things like snapchat and instagram and youtube and everything like that so i i, I don't know does that bring up any other questions if general overview or no that's a good overview okay. i appreciate that i'm sure they'll have a lot more specific questions like what kind of adwords would be best for us and mm. things like that question. that we could yeah. get advice on yeah you know some of it i'm sure would be the medical conditions but there may be other things that we haven't really thought about because we're not really marketing people yeah that and sarah i'm going to piggyback off something that you said going along with the way that awareness factor has changed leadership style has changed you know we experienced a paradigm shift from the 20th century to the 21st century going from that top-down concept and uh, words we began to hear in the educational field were collegial sharing. And um, as a result of so many things, I began to do a pretty intensive study on leadership. 
and being privy to a lot of information in regards to Chick-fil-A because they really, about 15 years ago, did an incredible study on what leadership looks like in effective leadership. And I think we look no further than how that company has just exploded, that that's been one of the entities that have allowed them to do that. And so the resource people that have come alongside Chick-fil-A and have partnered with Chick-fil-A, books, podcasts, whatnot, um, again, I had privy to and have been a student and a scholar of leadership styles. And not only that, and I hope Ian can attest to this, our videographer, that I also would implement them with kids at as I was a high school teacher, as well as in our business. And I found that they work. It's not, we know, oh, great. It's, re- it's great to read about theory. It's great to study things. But having been a teacher initially in my professional career, I'm all about application. Is this really going to work? Is this really going to make a difference? And I can, without reserve, say, yes, it does. It does make a difference. And it resonates in whatever your office structure looks like. So that's been been my part as I've gotten to partner with Sarah and thus with Banowitz Marketing that I get to do. And I just really enjoy it. And as far as application, I Google AdWords like specific keywords. That's that's putting, um, you know, rubber to the road. Mm -hmm. Um, So to answer your question, well, one, I don't want to answer your question on publicly because I don't want to give your competitors the keywords that we would use. I'll do that that later. I appreciate that. Um, but what we would essentially, um, look, you want to, what you want to do is you want to look at who your target audience is and then what they're searching in terms of what they're to find you. And there's some tools that we can use with that. There's actually, um, I podcast, I have another podcast called Sarah squared with Mm -hmm. a lady named Sarah Lysinger. And she is, I am a marketing director. So I'm like the one that makes all of the gears, um, work together. So I built bandwidth marketing on the aspect of uh, wanting to hustle an agency that hustles for small business. And so I've essentially built a marketing department so I don't know all the things. I'm the generalist. I actually use this. I'm not just using this because you guys are doctors. This is what I actually say. I'm like the general par- practitioner. And then I hire really smart people who are, who are specialists. So the resident, yes, <laughs> so the resident SEO specialist is Sarah Leisinger. Um, so she can answer this question better um, than I can. But um, I will say that, so she uses tools that um, can analyze, you know, what's currently happening and um trends in what people are searching like different words that they're that they and looking at the the trends um it's hard to get that local trends to like just to cedar rapids but we can look in like the midwest like um maybe um 10 years ago they were searching more well i think it only go, yeah it goes back to i think the data goes back to 2004 so it's been more than 10 years but like 10 years ago they might have been searching different things than they are now and one thing i know that sarah leisinger does like saying a lot is what's happening and this is actually i agree with this this is actually happening it's one reason why we're podcasting right now is that the future of marketing um there's this guy named gary vaynerchuk he's out of new york um he is an amazing marketer um he has an 800 person marketing company and started as a um he grew his parents wine company um via youtube great you guys got so if you learn anything name gary vaynerchuk gary v um follow him he swears a lot i am sorry (laughs) (laughs) i actually did it has affected my vocabulary because i listen to him so much my family is like mom 
We're going to start saying what you say now. So just beware. He does swear a lot, but he does know his stuff. And the way that he's talking is that audio is the way we're going. So in terms of keywords, what's happening is, is 10 years ago, we were not searching like, um, uh, doctor's office near me, near me. That's not, we type differently than we audibly search. So that's the other thing that we have to be aware of is whatever, and things change so fast. So, um, whatever we're doing right now, six months from now, a year, two years from now, it might be slightly different and you're going to tweak your keywords. So just in fa- if you find keywords that work right now, you got to keep tweaking them. I see. Stay on top of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because as we go to an audio platform, and this is what Gary, this is why I mentioned Gary Vee. He talks about how we're getting close. No one has come up with the, the engineers have not come up with the way to, in a, so do you remember, because you guys remember this. I remember this. Do you remember when the iPhone really did take off and when social media really took off? Because before Facebook, we had MySpace. Yeah. And other ones, and they weren't. They didn't take off like Facebook. What Facebook did was they merged what we do in real life with what we do online, and they merged it so it was a lot more seamless. There's nothing that does that with audio yet. Like people like listening to podcasts, and we do have Hey Siri and Hey Alexa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But none of it is excellent yet. None of it has integrated our real life with audio yet. And when that happens, um people like us who are podcasting we're going to be on the forefront of the audio and so things like keywords are going to change um it might get to the point where um i don't know where it's going but it's going to be exciting so as we begin to get to the end of our time together what are some other things you would like those listening to this podcast to know about you what are important things about you about your practice anything that any nuggets that would be just really valuable Well, I I think Dr. Tanner really nailed it earlier when he just said, you know, we have this kind of almost a a family atmosphere. You know, we have just a small number of employees. They get to know the patients. Mm. A lot of times, you know, ones that come in regularly, they walk in the door. Oh, hi. You know, they know their name. Mm. Um, And so they they get this kind of relationship going. and, And so... We just we just really try to make it a good experience, whether it's you know just a one time visit, or if there's something that maybe requires you know some more detailed attention, and uh, you know we just want everybody to get the best experience that they can. Excellent, very nice. Was there anything you wanted to add to that, Doctor? No, Kim? that was really good. That is kind of a good summary of uh, our philosophy with the Family Foot Care Clinic how we have two offices, one on the east side of town and one on the west side of town. That's important to mention. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not right downtown. They're both, you know, close to downtown, but not downtown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, they're easy to get to. You could park right next to the building, come right in, have somebody greet you, you know, most of the time right there when you first come in. And it usually doesn't take that long before you're actually getting into the room and being seen and hopefully finding out what's going on and coming up with uh, a plan, being educated on what's wrong and how we're planning on hopefully getting you better. Or if you have a kind of a chronic condition that you might have to return for you know, a few times or, or forever, unfortunately for some people, uh, we'll tell you why and what our plan is to make it so it's as easy for you as the patient as possible. And so if someone's listening and they haven't talked with their, or they maybe 
so they would go to the general practitioner, right? And then ask for a referral to a family foot care clinic? No, they don't have to do that. Okay. They can just call, call? us right up. Yep. Okay. Look in the phone book or use uh, Google <laughs> or uh, Facebook and find our numbers. And, and yes. We'll, so the, and we'll, so the yeah. website is familyfootcareclinic.net. And like they said, they have the West office on F Avenue Northwest and then the East office on Center Point Road Northeast. And the Center Point Road uh, was the one that I've been to. And it's easy. It's very easy to um, to get to. And your phone number. What is your phone number? Uh, So the East office on Center Point Road, it's uh, 319-393-4343. And F Avenue is 319-362-1947. Perfect. Okay. We'll reach out to them. Thank you, Dr. Or- Oris. And thank you, Dr. Tanner, for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Well, we appreciate thank you very both much. your help. Yeah. Both of you for all the help that you've given. It sounds like we probably need to listen to you more and <laughs> yeah. find out more information yeah, keep... that we can get without our, co- our competitors <laughs> getting that information from this podcast. Yes. Well, thank okay. you for your thank time. You. We appreciate it. And <laughs> I didn't mention this earlier, but um, so my name is Sarah Banowitz and I own Banowitz Marketing. And if you need any marketing direction or implementation, give us a call, reach out to us, and we will see you later. Bye.